episode 13, The Upstanding Citizen, The Curious Case of Salmon in the Pocket. Yes, you heard me correctly. Season 2, episode 13. The episode is dedicated to our teaching community. Podcast crew acknowledges that generalised stress can lead to dissociation behaviours and odd, bizarre, curious events can arise. Like you did in the story of salmon stuffed in the teacher's pocket in a grocery store. Stress bubbles over in funny ways. Sarah discusses the God complex that might be needed to be successful in demanding roles like the surgeons, top lawyers or professional athletes. But when does it shut off, asks Strage. It needs to be shut off, agrees Alan. There are immense pressures in accepting job roles when the personal life is watched as closely as the professional life. Listen to the cases on some very concerning and distressing teacher experiences. This episode contains references to offensive acts, explicit or otherwise deemed to be offensive. series. You are listening to Trace Fetkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. So Sarah, you know, sometimes people have a snap and they do crazy things and you're aware of something that's been in the media where a teacher has done a crazy thing. Yeah, it's in the media and it is it is confronting. It's not a legal case. It's just been in social media, right? No, it's the, difficult social media. That's it. It's so it's the rapid distribution of confronting information that was likely not with consent that it was shared. But I'm hearing about it left, right, and center, and and it brings to point the issue about. What happens when you're supposed to be, quote-unquote, an upstanding citizen? When the job that you accept is some sort of profile that you're expected to behave a certain way, even when you're outside of the workplace? And we talked about this a little bit. Well, I think, you know, if if you engage in an activity that's not legal, if I phrase it that way, and you get plastered all over social media, it's very hard to protest. Who knows exactly what was Correct. happening? Right? Well, there's hard to there put an snippet. innocent explanation to what you see on the footage. Could have just been to get likes on TikTok. So simulated and not actual? Oh, see, that's the thing. Well, Essentially, you so if, you, you don't, if you do if, that for you, likes on TikTok, then you've got to live with what you've put on TikTok. Yeah, but if you want to believe that's what she's done, fine. Maybe, maybe I'm naive there, or just cynical. I, 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 won't even I didn't explain see that. the jurisdiction, but there is a, there are social media sites that show embarrassing things about mm. events or confronting things or even hoon drivers uh, and you know like like when you rob from a store and you're you're um uh an adolescent and the store puts up posters like here's the people that have stolen from us you know and they stole shame name yeah, and shame yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, shame so theory. Mm. now with social media there are name and shame little channels mm. social media channels that do this and and this just happens to be in a regional area and this was caught on film. And I don't know who released the security film. I guess mm. it was the store released so, it to yeah. this name so and shame I, kind of video site. If I can sort of interrupt you there, if where people are caught, not caught, where people are uh, displayed in a visual way, whether it be a poster on a wall or on mm. um, video, and 
they're innocent of wrongdoing, or at least you shouldn't make a finding of yes. wrongdoing, it's possible for lawyers to do something about that. We can we can shut those things down. So maybe or, you can or shut have a crack the, at least yep. at shutting them down. But where the activity is obviously not acceptable behaviour, it becomes much, much harder to shut them okay, down. Okay, and so that that's the quotation marks, not acceptable behaviour. But hang on, what happens if it's your downtime? I'm not employed at that time. I'm not saying it's not wasn't my behaviour. You wouldn't go in the coals and get a toothbrush and stick it in your mouth. No, I would not. No. That's I don't know that the comparison is exactly the same, but no, I would no. not. I would you wouldn't not. stick salmon in your pocket coals either. All right, well, come you? on, Trace. Would you? Salmon in the pocket. Well, we've been talking about this all morning. Look, a quick little uh, diversion. Mm. and Safer than sex. It, involve, so, all right, it involves a teacher, and I sometimes think about the, the stressful situations. And we'll, in, in fact, this episode is dedicated or devoted to matters concerning teachers and education generally. I'm reflecting now on a matter a while ago. I was representing a, a kid on a graffiti charge but I like to listen to the matters before me. It was just the ordinary police court, just a simple regulatory offence, stealing, just a simple mm. summary mm. matter. So the defendant in front of us, he was a teacher, a head of a physics department at a private school in Brisbane, and he was pleading guilty to one charge of stealing. And the facts were quite simple, simple in that he had his 12 items or less red basket, he put his milk in in bread and other things, and then he proceeded to place a packet of salmon. Rather than just simply putting it in the basket, he's peeled the packet of smoked salmon, that's thin sliced salmon, and he's discarded, or actually he's returned the empty packet back into the shelf I hate that when you walk past and you see shelves of yes. empty things and you know somebody's opened it. Yes, yes. go well, ahead. Well, he's opened it fully. Right. And so the, the packet's empty. However, he's then proceeded to place the contents, namely the smoked salmon, into his right pocket. It's one of those tweed jackets, you know, with the patches. To pay Sounds for, very much like Mr Bean. Pay for all the other <laughs> items. It was quite Bean-esque. Pay, pay for all the items that he had in his basket mm. and he's paid for it in cash and then... He's walked off and then he was intercepted by oh. security because they said, what's in your right pocket? And they've got secret shoppers everywhere oh, watching yes, the secret police, whatever you're so, yeah. so, so maybe maybe it's the, you know, well, teachers have a lot of stress because they yes. have to deal with large groups of children who might not all be well behaved. Indeed. And maybe that stress just gets to them and they... Well, in part of the mitigation that, that was raised, there were issues around um, it, it doesn't really recall putting it in his pocket. He remembers peeling the uh, it off, but he just doesn't recall placing it in there. But and there were issues good, around stress. Is that good defence about stress or is there or the legitimacy of disassociation? No, it's not so a, you're it's in a not different a state. defence, but it's, it's mitigation. No it's no excuse. However, it's mm. important to explain to courts um, but, you know, human all too human and the fact yeah. and circumstances. So whilst no you excuses, can, he stole. But you can Simple disassociate from your activity during times of intense, high, yeah. extreme stress. And and yeah, I'm just that's, asking... That's a hard this, argument to it would, Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a hard argument, right? That would be a defence for this. That's what I'm asking. That must that, be the defence, yeah, the disassociation and, from the activity. That's indeed. And, shocking. And I mention it because I not to necessarily trivialise it per se, even though the facts are so bizarre, but I mention it because... The word stress, I mean, the, the facts were colourful as, as, as they could be, but the fact that issues relating around work and stress in his capacity as the head of the physics department mm. of that school, it, it, it just, that story stays with me because in recent times there have been quite a number of high-profile cases or just cases, full stop, in the courts around generalised 
anxiety and depressive disorders involving yeah. teachers because of the nature of the work they do. And so there we go back to the work systems. There's, there's a couple of things here. It's, it's can the work system be blamed for creating that, that environment and uh, circumstance that could trigger such extreme stress responses so that something like your inhibitions dissolve. You know, you're in extreme times of stress, of fatigue, for example, end of week, Friday night, uh, things like drinking behaviors increase, things like impulsivity are known to increase, online shopping purchases late at night, and promiscuity are known to increase when you're extremely fatigued and overworked. It's almost like eroding any of those extra, the id, ego, super ego, those boundaries, you go back to that primal id. You just go, oh, stuff it, you know? <laughs> it's like your inhibitions just dissolve. Well, I think we're, there's so much focus on the moment on psychosocial issues yeah. and we're talking about that in terms of the larger environment and the impact that that has on workers. And so the answer to your question is yes, yes. I yeah. think employers are really being compelled and they're legally obliged now to think about psychosocial hazards and what risks arise out of that. If you think about the, a teacher... Um, the Roberts case. So you have a student who's in your space or a student chasing you with a baseball bat. How would you categorise that? And so that's, and that's real. That's the real case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a teacher has been, has been chased yeah. not by, struck. Not, by not a child. Hit. No, but right. the child was attempting to hit the teacher with the baseball bat Chase, in her head. Baseball bat. And it was triggering. So what would you think of that? Is that a systems design issue? Is that something really, it's top down? We're not just dealing with that particular school yeah, what, and its playground? What were there any of the early indicators? And, well, and what's, tell us about the case. Alan? So the, the incident with the baseball bat was the worst of the incidents, or at least the most graphic, but there were a number of incidents. I think there might have been half a dozen stress events. And um, it's an interesting case for a number of reasons but yeah she she um suffered ptsd as a result of that incident you were confronted there was a question of what should the employer do but i think there's lots of opportunities in a school environment to manage the children i mean isn't that what education's all about yeah and um uh it can be difficult and challenging because of the number of teachers you have, the ratio of teachers to students, the type of students you had. But this was an inner Brisbane suburb. It wasn't a it wasn't a, a difficult suburb. It was. And let's make it clear: we're not dealing with a a twenty one year old, straight out of uni teaching student on probation. We are dealing with experienced, seasoned. Mm -hmm. across the um, school spectrum teachers. So we're dealing with people who are adept mm -hmm. at their job having these disorders as a consequence of the workplace environment. Now, I think one of, one of the things that came out of this case rather graphically is that when something like this happens, where you have an incident where a worker, being the teacher, is placed under enormous stress, you need to stop at that point and say, well, how did we get here and what do we need to That's fix it? That's what I'm asking. What are all those little bit of lead indicators? Mm. And um, uh, But unfortunately, in this case, that didn't happen. Uh, for some reason or another, at the school level, the situation wasn't managed as well as it could be. She put in a workers' compensation claim. That was resisted. That went off to uh, the workers' compensation 
authority, which is WorkCover, and then they refused her claim. She appealed it, went off to the workers' compensation regulator. The appeal to the regulator was refused, and then she went to the industrial relations court and uh, commissioner. Oh, was it? Sorry, industrial relations commission. It was commission. Yes. Commission, and it was Commissioner Dwyer, I Indeed. think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And um, he ruled in her favour, but in the process of that her application to Dwyer was contested as well. So we've got multiple layers mm. here where um, her claim for workers' compensation has been resisted. Mm. The argument was, which was really a spurious argument, was that uh, it was management action that caused mm. her PTSD, but there's nothing in, you know, a student chasing you down the corridor with a baseball bat, there's nothing about that that in, is management action. Indeed, Alan, and the case is worthy of a read in its entirety, but if you if you if you're all time poor, I love that expression, time poor. If you're all time poor, can I just take our listeners to paragraph ninety nine? Five lines sums up the whole case, and I love it. I'm going to repeat read it. it out. Read I'm going to read it. Tell it out. us about it. This is worth a listen. All right, guys, settle in and listen to this. The objectively uncontroversial facts of this matter have always been that Ms. Roberts was exposed to multiple traumatic events during her time as a teacher between 2007 and 2019. By September 2019, an appropriately specialised medical practitioner had diagnosed Ms Roberts as having sustained, I emphasise, sustained PTSD as a, I emphasise, direct consequence of those traumatic events. Mm. That appears an objectively analysed scenario. Sustained traumatic events. So you are right so, about the spurious well, observation. What's, what's really interesting in this case is that all those entities that resisted her claim, they're all within the one government department, which is the education department, um, which is also charged with the responsibility of administering the legislation and now bringing into force the um, psychosocial code of practice. So it's not easy, and it's very... But what is easy, it's very easy to become diametrically opposed to the person who's saying they're suffering stress. Yeah. Mm. The, and the regulator has done that. The regulator, instead of the regulator saying, OK, we've got to look at the psychosocial hazards, we need to unpack this and solve it and find solutions, it went the complete opposite direction and said, no, no, we've got to resist this claim. And to, right. to be specific though, Sarah, she was not only threatened with violence multiple times, but was chased by a student and had a baseball bat swung menacingly close to her head. That's straight out of paragraph 102. Yes, yeah, significant. So, Pretty dramatic. So going back to those other cases we were talking about, the instances where the behaviours of the teachers in public are called into question and they're expected to, we assume they're expected to have a certain profile of moral standing, mm -hmm. even outside mm -hmm. of their job rules, right? Mm -hmm. uh, reputational, upstanding kind of citizens in the world, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. A lot of loaded expectations. There lies open a chance to, to come back and say, well, the work system, the system of work has not protected me. I've been exposed to psychological harms and here are just my behaviors are a symptom 
of that system of work. So question mark, you know, I'm not saying in those two instances we've described that that is a direct linkage. I'm just putting it out there as a hypothetical, purely yeah. as a hypothetical, because in Australia there's more than 10,000 claims serious claims, serious psychological injuries made every year. And I'm, I believe the stats are that it's increased 50% uh, increase in the last five years throughout the pandemic has been significant through that, right? Yeah, and now we've got economic downturn, so you're going to have more stressors added to this, right? Yeah. We've also had in the media um, quite a bit of talk just recently um, about what's alleged to be bad behaviour by a female PE teacher. but And I'm certainly not an apologist for people who engage in bad behaviour, but if you create a very stressful environment where there's lots of psychosocial hazards which are translating into risks and then injury, it's going to you. You're going to get more bad behaviour. It, it it's bubbles just over. It we bubbles up. We yeah. talked about road rage, season yeah. one. Road rage, right? In, in many respects, when you, when you think of, that's right. And, you know, the examples with with the uh, the fish in the pocket and and the store. <laughs> these are all bizarre and obscure scenarios, but clearly it is very strange. Who would eat salmon that's been in someone's pocket? Well, well, John West rejected it for a start. <laughs> but look, again, extraordinary. A person of standing. You can say without a shadow of a doubt that, that teachers are indeed frontline workers. When you put it in the context that we're presenting here, yes. this is frontline stuff. And every day, who knows what's going to happen in the uh, playground or the school classroom. So I can see where the level of stress would it'd be so heightened. Perhaps people may do some crazy things or extraordinarily unusual things in the course of their job. But things that they wouldn't look, normally do. I've even heard about detectives, you know, think about forensics uh, and people having to investigate murders. You know, mm. I've heard from families of these detectives Detectives that will say these guys sometimes make a joke that they hope is offline because it really is just a veneer yeah. of protection for them, their own mental health mm. and sanctity of their own well-being to to just give them a moment of reprieve from always being heavy deep dark and heavy stuff that they have to deal with all the time and yet yeah. if that were captured some of the jokes that they make mm. captured online then that's the that front page media mm. how mm. horrific how could they make a joke about this da, da, da. but you it's know. their own their own psychological protections now I, i'm again i'm not defending something in no. in media right now by any means i've just this is just hearing from the other side from family members yeah. you know it's funny you're right and i've just flashed back to to mash for that the great uh, yeah, yeah, tv yeah. series mash but i also think about sometimes when people go on about surgeons and god complex and their rudeness and oh, their arrogance and they yes. swear like troopers if you stop and think here you have somebody presenting an emergency ward with blood everywhere. I don't know, but my point is, I couldn't do it. I can understand if there's going to be effing words being thrown around, oh, look, expletives. I, I've, worked, I've worked with surgeons. I have healthcare management kinds yep. of roles that I've dealt with. And from what I saw, anecdotally, from what I saw, yep. that sometimes you needed that level of confidence, the mighty mouse, here I come to save the day song, yep. you know, coming... They, you needed that to believe in yourself. That self-efficacy had to be created so that they actually felt that there was, you know, the wind beneath their wings, right? Yeah. So that they could they could solve this complex problem. And they had to build themselves up. It was like a ho, 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 like a sports team ready to mm -hmm. go. We can win, we can win. 
And so without that, they might have doubted themselves. So yeah. it's about the boundary of when that's switched on and when that's switched off, when but the I humility think, comes know, back. I understand and accept that that sort of thing happens, and you get a bit of that happening in the legal profession. You get but it in when it goes academia, wrong, everything. Yeah, yeah, when it goes wrong and they have to come back down. Mm. Can they come back down? That's something that I, I think maybe we're being encouraged to look at by the changes in the law and maybe we have mm. to start thinking about, you know, if we if our workers, our, our professional workers get hyped up and... You see with athletes, yeah, right, you know, all the time. You know, athletes have we, to hype themselves no, up. I, right? I'm feeling particularly combative today. I'm feeling particularly teaching. I'm going to have a go at you this time, Alan. Oh. No. Okay, here's the thing. We've got the new code. It's coming yeah. in. The, the relevant amendments... Like First You're an of agitator April. there. Here we go. <laughs> this is a classic. We'll use the, uh, the the surgeon scenario, and this person is swearing like a trooper. Words that we've probably haven't even thought of. Hey, I was there with the asphalt boys, so Extre- go on. Yeah, so we're, yeah, asphalt <laughs> scenario. So we have got extreme, derogatory, perverse, just really inappropriate swearing, right? And somebody, let's just a bit say... like Sarah. Yeah. like Sarah. Somebody like Sarah. <laughs> once, once, In the once, surgery. For the so, and yes, here we go. Sarah the surgeon. Sarah and the surgeon. my main artery's been severed. I've nicked it using a Stanley knife because I was cutting in the wrong direction. Don't ask me why, but I've done it. Mm. And I am clearly in a bad way. Now, here's the thing. Trage is the patient. I have absolutely no issue, and I don't give a you-know-what if, for example, perhaps one of the other assistants, this is why I'm really going to push this, why one of the assistants, perhaps the nursing assistant or one of the orderlies, Mm, mm. takes absolute offence at the foul-mouthed surgeon and then makes a complaint because of the attitude and the language. So, sorry, you're saying you would not care? If, I would If care it's your body, just fix the damn body. In fact, if he started swearing at me, calling me is an absolute, you know, what for using a Stanley off, I'd be saying, yes, God, just keep me just alive. Just keep going. So use use this, whatever adrenaline fuel this you This is the issue I've got. I would be outraged. In fact, no, I'd be enraged if somebody invokes the code of conduct in a oh, scenario like interesting. that. interesting. But that's just me because I want to stay alive. So I'm see in the middle. Did you see what I'm getting at? Do you see what I'm getting at? You say, Trish, that the adrenaline may help that surgeon, and you're saying use whatever it takes. Right? You got That's it. I mean. Okay, so, but I'm in the middle of editing, finalising a manuscript for the Workplace Insights series. Taylor and Francis, Healthcare Insights is our third book, and there is a story. We were, we managed to get consumer stories in this book, and this story is anonymized. And they got their lawyer's approval to go ahead and submit this. And this is the story of somebody who went in for something fairly routine in their colonoscopy and it didn't go right. And then it worsened and the person needed abdominal surgery. And it, so imagine, I'm just putting some context, imagine the surgeon swearing, it's stressing out the rest of the yep. surgical team. It causes, yeah. imagine, it causes the anesthesiologist to make an error and in yes. this case, this it was a different lead-up scenario, but in this case, the patient mid-operation woke mm. and remembers. So oh. anesthesiology not, not administered. There mm. were system of work factors in this case. Yeah. So I, now I'm going to go back and unpack what you've just said to say, hang on a minute, what happens if that surgeon's swearing create, created yes. an environment that 
triggered stress responses among surgical team members and a mistake was made. That's it. See? So, 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 Alan? <sighs> so let me go back to what I said before, which was I'm not an apologist for bad behaviour. And bad behaviour has to be corrected. And sometimes bad behaviour has to be punished. But I think it's also important for us to rise above that yes. and not stay focused on that and say we've got a whole workplace that we have to manage yes. and our workers go home and we don't want our workers going home and being caught up in domestic violence situations. No. Absolutely not. So we want our workers going home in the same condition That's for right. when they arrive at work. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another... Um, vision for that statement i always argue to workplaces that they want their workers to go home in an enhanced a better state wouldn't that be nice so that the the workplace mm. is the construction of health and well-being and so, so they, they actually f- enjoyed coming to work and felt fulfilled at the they end of the day feel fulfilled they they have aspirations they have uh, identity they have social connection that they feel that they're learning that they're inspired to do more so i don't want them to go home the same way i want them to be improved if you'll feel like life is enhanced so umpire alan umpire alan, umpire alan. I'm, I'm far from uh, actually you uh, were, the, the, i um, think i was the umpire this time you were no, you were going uh, after alan no, umpire alan no i've changed my mind okay uh, umpire <laughs> alan. i've, I've changed my plea guilty yeah umpire <laughs> alan <laughs> Using the two case scenarios, you've got the stress being caused by the profanity and the profuse language in Sarah's scenario. Hypothetical. It's hypothetical compared to my hypothetical of just li- absolute drama. This person is going to bleed out and the surgeon who is well well known for using very colourful language saves that person's life. But, but, but that's his op- operation. Uh, that's his modus operandi. He gets heightened and someone's taken offence to the uh, to the language i mean should the surgeon in my scenario be punished because of his attitude and his yeah his foul mouth the the surgeon's behavior yeah has to change it must change the question of punishment's a difficult one but if that's what's needed to change the behavior then maybe yes and also the question of punishment's always a difficult one because maybe the patient needs for there to be punishment but patients or, happen, the, or patients the nurse like, it's, 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 there it's to the be it's the colleague who took absolute yes. offense because enough's enough yeah she she or yeah. he is put up with with this person's attitude but i have nothing but praise but in, in terms of... Well, we're seeing this play out in the media right now, aren't we? Yeah. In I'm terms of our aspirational brain, brain surgeon, goals... Brain surgeon. Because these are vexed issues. Yeah, yeah. Are, but we're, ta- we're dedicating season three to more healthcare yeah, case. it's about the code. It's, it's, there'll be some difficulties in yeah. people, A, getting their heads around it, and B, uh, applying implementing it. Implementing this. Implementing with heightened fact scenarios like this. So what, if, what, if an astronaut, what if an astronaut starts spit swearing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, in a confined space. Was it a confined space? Or, or a restricted space? Well, we can't you just turn the radio off? <laughs> no, no. If that was the case, I'd just say ET phone home. Oh, <laughs> But we were talking about teachers. Teachers. <laughs> teachers. Teacher. So, and you had another case about a teacher yeah. who... who yeah. Help me out here. Who was had psychological harm or, yeah. or reported this? But for different reasons. For had different reasons. To do with students swinging baseball bats. Okay. Indeed, it had to do with the way in which her superiors communicated and otherwise consulted, close brackets, and dealt with the issue. 
So essentially, the, the person was treated as mm. an anti-vaxxer. Right. And there was a furthest thing from it. But during the pandemic? During the pandemic. Okay. So really heightened state. But this particular case, it's in the matter of uh, Uzanovska, Diane Uzanovska, a very experienced teacher, commenced teaching later in life. But nevertheless, 17 years of full-time seasoned teaching work. Unfortunately, this person developed a psychosocial, a psychological condition because of the way in which the education department handled and managed her concerns about and her queries about to be vaccinated or not to be vaccinated. So heightened state, health directives were being issued, people were being mandated mm. to get vaccinated. A lot of confusing and information confused. in the media yeah, at the time. Was. That so, was yeah. very confusing so time. It, it wasn't and, about and to be fair to yeah. the education department, uh, and we, we were really forced to make very quick decisions. I don't doubt that in this case they've mishandled it, but you know, it, it, it wasn't something where we had 10 years to prepare. Look, and mining no. saw this uh, with BHP, they mm. were, there were concerns about whether they consulted workers in the way that this unfolded, right? Indeed. Okay. Whilst she is not understood to be an anti-vaxxer, the applicant says her personal values were to oppose the directive. Personal, I emphasise the word personal, these are her personal values. So therefore the applicant brings a claim for workers' compensation benefits by reason of incapacity for employment as a result of distress and panic attack caused by what is pleaded as bullying and harassment in the workplace. All because of the way and the manner in which this information or perhaps misinformation or miscommunication, call it what you what you will, was handled by her superiors. Okay. So forget about the subject. So, so, so in work, to get so that in work, right, isn't it? In work design, we're now talking about your communication strategies and your change management strategies. Mm. Okay, organizational work design, change management, and communication strategies. Talk about that. So, well, I, I'm just saying that that's kind of how I would contextualize what you're explaining to me, that it wasn't the vaccination issue. You're saying the concern raised was that there wasn't adequate consultation, there wasn't adequate change management stepwise support about how to make sure people felt comfortable with the directives that they were receiving. That's right. And the communication uh, either wasn't clear or was confusing or gave rise to misinterpretation, gave rise to to maybe maybe there was communication where it, there was a formal communication. Yep. And informally, different ways of suggesting things that didn't align with organisational values. And I'm finding that happens a mm. lot. And con consultation involves listening. It's yes. not just talking, it's listening. Well, here's the thing. So what, this person had vaccines for other things, was definitely not an anti-vaxxer uh, in the ordinary sense of the meaning or in that pop cultural sense of the meaning. It's really about words, words, words. Again, to quote Eliza Doodle, Words, words, words. And it's the way in which you sequence these words. So this is pretty much how the communications were. If staff are found to be or suspected of being in breach of these guidelines, then investigation and disciplinary action may, in emphasis, may be undertaken by the department, including termination of employment. Oh, so that's so like that's a threat. Right. So, okay, so the bazookas so that are out. like a threat to me. So the bazookas are out right at the outset, really heavy-handed, and, of course, 
you know, suddenly, and plus all the um, Zoom sessions and the suggestions that this person isn't playing. Okay, so playing so ball. do you remember in season when we talked about how the pandemic made what was traditionally a very safe type of workplace, like the office environment, suddenly thrown into disarray, and there was that VUCA volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And if you have a very what's that again? The V U C A, babe. Yeah. <laughs> VUCA, the volatility uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity around work that can create a lot of stress and anxiety. And if you have a poor communication or change management strategy, then suddenly what was safe no longer feels safe. So but here's the a thing. School teacher. Even, look, even if that phrase, whether it's heavy-handed or not, but even in isolation, you might be able to objectively assess the merits of it. But the thing about communication is it is a fluid and dynamic process. It's not just a, a static, oh, this is what I've a said. A mandate. It's not just, it's not a, just mandate. a mandate. So let's and just say that paragraph was fine in itself. But we add now to the mix this. In another occasion, there's a Zoom meeting and the curriculum planning around the planning. But she felt belittled because she was spoken to in a condescending tone by the mm. assistant principal. Now, add further to the mix, constantly being called up, are you getting vaccinated? So that the constant sort of haranguing, if you like. And that made her feel anxious and harassed and disrespected. This sounds... Like what happened to you last night? <laughs> oh, it was, yes. And we'll talk about the other. Oh, yes. It, uh, uh, we'll, we'll save this one for the health writers. Yes, I was ganged up on by my son and my wife. Yes, indeed. But it's okay. It was for the greater good. It was a very util- it was a utilitarian. I, I haven't seen that argument in the courts. Uh, <laughs> the greater was, good it, argument. No, yeah. it was a utilitarian. A it was Jeremy Bentham all over again. But uh. anyway, yes, that, that made you feel anxious. But, uh, but in any event, in, in this particular scenario, all of these things... All of these factors, these concomitant factors, all coming in, converging. I've been hanging out to use convergence in this series, and I finally got to use it. Mm. So it was a convergence of, I guess, misaligned or or malaligned communicative sequences. Not conflating issues. Conflating? Why not? Oh, oh, no, you shouldn't conflate issues. More (laughs) C-words, boys. More C-words. As done by any stretch of the imagination, there are indeed cases. So what you haven't told us yet what happened in the end. Well, wait. Wait, oh, there's yeah, more. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so you've got these a heightened state, you've got lockdowns, so suddenly you start yeah, shooting Yeah, but I want to know. I want to know what happened well, in what the end. What do you think happened? Oh, do you think she got... I reckon you're setting us up to hear that she she's successful. Yes! Yeah. Communication. So, the, so and when, what about, look, seriously, what about when there's a... Yep disconnect from that formal communication and the unspoken communication or the policy so the issue simply was the way in which the communications were relayed yes communicated so it's a really important takeaway so forget about the anti-vax rhetoric forget about the stuff that i talked about with respect to public health orders it's about words 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 so this case isn't necessarily about teachers it's not necessarily about health it's not necessarily about COVID. it is about what you said sarah how are you going to effectively and properly in this case design a proper communicative approach it's about communication and i think we've lost a lot of that ability we talked about that in season one so i would have handled this differently i wouldn't have shot off that i wouldn't have said right this is it this is the public health do it or else on our website we need to add definitions to all these c words 
Candor being one. There's another one. See, I said, remember, I did collaborate. In fact, I was compli- consultate. I was complicit. Another C word. I did introduce conflate. <laughs> remember, in, in that in season one, I did introduce the C word, and you and candor. I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I did start this off. So this is just an ordinary evolution. We've gone from candor to cunning. <laughs> Take a break. All right. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time. So beware, you're dealing with the deadly serious, mysterious audio manuscript of a team ready and equipped. See- Here we have in the media, Trej. No? No. Did <laughs> <laughs> somebody lose our support? <laughs> no. It's in the media. No, they can do oh, no. no wrong. They can do uh, no wrong. No, that's okay. uh, but we, there are subtle ways of doing these things. Cut, 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 cut. We'll use a lot of these off. Um, All right. We'll no, no, can it. I just we'll say this? Okay, finish this. No, Sarah, you're too cheeky. All right. <laughs> you are an uh, Asian. You're an Asian provocateur. Yeah. Did you like? Did you? Did you, did you like how I got?